Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Politics in the Pulpit, a lectionary-based preaching resource designed to ask the provocative questions of how politics could appear in our preaching this week. My name is Ali McMillan and I'm a deacon, a Methodist deacon based at Methodist Central Hall in Westminster. And my role here is about coming alongside people where they are and reaching out into the community. As part of a religious order, I have a rhythm and a wholeness to my life. Well, each week I'm joined by a different guest from a different place and space on the pulpit and political spectrum. And today I'm really pleased to introduce Emily Shepherd. Emily is the joint CEO of Welcome Churches alongside Sue Butler and lives near Manchester. She co-founded Welcome Churches with Karina Martin in 2018, a charity whose vision is for every refugee to be welcomed by the local church. Well, hello, Emily. Welcome. It's really good to have you with us this week. Hi Ali, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, as I say, thank you for joining us. And we know that politics in the pulpit can be a bit of a contentious topic sometimes. Uh, we believe it's essential that the world around us speaks into our churches. So when you hear arguments of people saying that politics shouldn't be uh, in our preaching, how do you respond to them? It's so hard, isn't it? And it's something that we we, we constantly wrestle with at Welcome Churches because as an organisation that is about refugees being welcome in our communities, refugees are in politics every week. And so how do we, as a Christian organisation, engage with that and engage with the media headlines that we see um, is something that we we constantly wrestle with. Um, it's, you know, I have my own point of view over, I think refugees should be welcome. I think that um, our communities should be safe spaces for uh, for refugees of all all sorts of different backgrounds to be in, um, but I know that my views aren't shared by other people in my community. So how do how do I live alongside people with those different points of view? And where's the space for the church in that? Is something that we're constantly rethinking and constantly thinking. How do we engage in this in a constructive way rather than a divisive way? Which I think a lot of our politics does a lot of the time. Mm. Oh, thank you. That's a really nuanced uh, response, thinking about, yeah, how we hold uh, those differing views together. So I'm sure we'll have, a, have an interesting conversation today. Mm -hmm. It's great to have you here. Uh, well, each week I ask my JPIT colleagues for a little roundup of their expertise and what they think we might want to be keeping an eye on in the world this week. Uh, and there's lots going on at the moment. So some of the things they've suggested is that it's the 75th anniversary of Windrush this week. Um, and at the same time, there are reports that the Home Office is disbanding the units that were set up to implement the recommendations of uh, Windrush Lessons Learned Review. Uh, so uh, lots going on there. Uh, and there are also plans to ramp up the use of stop and search, which has been shown to be disproportionately target black and minority ethnic groups. Uh, it's a heat wave in India and parts of the UK and weather events, which scientists say are becoming more common as a result of climate change. Uh, so two big things there. And then uh, Labour has launched its energy policies this week, which include investing in new forms of renewable energy, but also continuing to extract fossil fuels, uh, the burning of which are the major contributor to climate change. Conservatives have said that they will also grant new licenses for oil fields in the North Sea. Uh, Labour has promised to stop granting new licenses for exploring exploring uh, possible new oil fields. So political parties taking quite different views there. Um, I'll also add that it's Refugee Week uh, this week and Sanctuary Sunday uh, this Sunday, and there are some resources are available for that. Uh, but I'd be really interested uh, to hear, Emily, uh, what, from your context, 
um, are the key justice issues or political events that you want to just highlight for us? Yeah, I think all of those ones that you've mentioned and others remind us how we're living in a, such a connected world and such a, a globalised world, aren't we, that a heat wave in India is something that we need to care about in the UK and um, the, the long-term impacts of migration is what we see in the, uh, in the Windrush review, um, that these things happen at one point in history, but they have um, a knock-on effect through, throughout the years, don't they? Um, and we definitely see that um, with, with all those that are seeking refuge. Um, I guess from a refugee point of view, um, a really tragic story we've heard in the last week is um, another boat in the Mediterranean that has been capsized and um, the tragic loss of, uh, of so many lives um, there is something that uh, probably hasn't taken up our news as much as it should have done um, and you know it's it's tragic that it's become so normal um, for so many people to lose their lives um, seeking refuge and seeking sanctuary um, and just looking for a better life. Yeah thank you for highlighting that as you say sometimes uh, things which are great tragedies but become normal so it's really important to have voices like yours that highlight those things for us so thank you. Um, well, the readings for this Sunday, the 25th of June, are Psalm 69, 7 to 10 and 16 to 18, with the option of including 11 to 15, those verses in between. Uh, Jeremiah 20, 7 to 13, Romans 6, 1b to 11 and Matthew 10, 24 to 39. Um, so with our metaphorical newspapers open in one hand, uh, let's open our Bibles. And Emily, I wonder uh, where you'd like to start today, if there's a particular uh, theme or question that you wanted to bring out for us? Well, something that we uh, that we constantly think about at Welcome Churches is, is that theme of foreigners and strangers and how as God's people, we are constantly uh, reminded in the Bible how we are called to be to live as strangers on earth and how this isn't our home, our home country. And I, I think we see that um, in Psalm 69 and in the, the Jeremiah passage as well. Um, it reminds us how migration and being a stranger is something that is inherent to God's story. Um, and so for, for those in our communities that are seen as strangers, are seen as new arrivals or newcomers, um, our churches should have so much in common with those people and those people should actually teach us a lot about what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to uh, to live as Christians here on earth today so um, yes from the passages that we've got um, in the lectionary there are, that's a really strong theme I think that that comes out from that. Yeah that's uh, and, and as you say we hear that theme throughout the bible so often it should be and, you know, something that we wrestle with churches in a lot. So did you want to start with one of those in particular and dig in a bit? So the passage in Matthew is a well-known one um, where uh, and a, can often be a huge comfort to a lot of people to know how much they're loved by God and uh, how God sees us in each of our situations. And, you know, I, I think one of my friends actually has this in her in her toilet, that don't be afraid you're worth more than uh, many sparrows. Um, and yeah, it's, it's such a comforting verse, isn't it? But going back to what we were talking about of the news of, um, of different migrants and refugees um, and their situations, which are so forgotten by so many of society and um, to, to think about all those lives that have been lost in the Mediterranean this week and how precious they are to God and how um, worthy they are. And you know that verse that says, you're worth more than many sparrows 
So each of those people is worth far more than many sparrows. Um, and yeah, how are we treating human life today? How are we treating people with dignity? Are we treating them with the dignity that God gives them um, is, is a real challenge to, to each of us in each of our communities and, and to the wider um, political sphere too. I find that really helpful bringing that in because often we look at that passage and we think it applies to ourselves. You know, mm. I, I am, and of course it does, you know, we are worth more than, but it also applies therefore, of course, to every other single human being. Um, and just widening that gaze as we think about that passage, I think that's uh, you know, really helpful in light of, as you say, the Jeremiah and the Psalm talking about what it means uh, to be a foreigner. Yeah. Going on in, in that Matthew passage, you know, we kind of get that reassurance, but then we have the I have come that a man will go against his father, a daughter will go against her mother. And there's there's real strife there. And that's a really difficult thing as well, isn't it? Of um, the turmoil that Jesus tells us there's going to be in the world and um, the difficulties with families against families. And um, yeah, some really troubling, troubling things there. Um, around around difficulties and difficulties that we will face um as as christians as well um and i think we see that in refugee communities too obviously we see people who have faced war um, and and so many difficulties but especially those who uh, have come to the uk because they have uh, they want to follow jesus and they've had to flee their home country to follow jesus and um, this this passage is very relevant to them as well that says whoever finds their life will lose it and whoever loses their life will find it they, they, we meet people who are seeking refuge who have had to give up everything um, and often everything to follow Jesus um, and they are um, they should be such an encouragement to our churches and we should be bending over backwards to do all that we can to honor them and um, and welcome them as as our brothers and sisters I, I, that's yeah because for us those of us who are lucky enough to live in the UK and, and to live in a, in a context where we're not persecuted for our faith that's a very difficult concept for us to really get our heads around to that uh, for some people in order to follow Jesus it, you know these words are true that they in their the kind of very literal meaning of losing your life mm. it's a challenge for us to understand what that feels like and the reality of that for people in our world today yeah. definitely and I, I think when we get to know people seeking refuge by name and we get to know them as real people with real stories and um you know our friends and and people that we care deeply about um then that teaches us so much it teaches us so much about um different cultures and and, and things like that but it should also teach us a lot about what it means uh, to be a Christian in, in 2023 and um, how can we we truly live out that calling uh, more deeply. And that's a real challenge isn't it to the kind of often political rhetoric around refugees which is very dehumanising and kind of treats um, migrants and refugees as just kind of a body of people as opposed to individuals with their own stories to tell. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, challenging that kind of uh, political rhetoric. Um, mm. Uh, but as you've highlighted, this gospel passage has some difficult things in it, doesn't it? There, you know, there are some real challenges for us in it, um, in our preaching. And I guess a preacher would need to wrestle with with some of those things. They're going to tackle this gospel passage on Sunday. Definitely, I think 
what this passage shows us is that um, following Jesus is not a comfortable thing. And um, that's for those who are preaching it and also for those that are hearing it that, um, yeah, to to live out our calling is it should be uncomfortable and should take us to places that we're not necessarily familiar with. And um, yeah, hopefully all of us will be able to go on a, a journey with that and God will be able to take us on a journey of teaching us so much more about him and um, yeah, about the people that he's bringing to our communities as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Is there um, anything else in this gospel passage that you were wanting to uh, to highlight or, or just to bring our attention to? And it's fine if there's not, we can move on to one of the others. I, just... <laughs> I, I think I, I think they're the main things that stood out to me, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, thank you. Um, did you want to um, get into any of the other passages or perhaps just speak a bit more generally about the theme that you uh, found in the passages this week? So the, the, the Jeremiah passage is all about, all speaking to God's people in exile. And that's what we find in Jeremiah. It's, it's all about God's people in exile um, and how, how those people are meant to live in exile. And um, it's not this passage, but that we often talk about it at Welcome Church is the Jeremiah 29 passage, which is another one that is often used to comfort people, but it's about uh, what, God is actually speaking to his people in Jeremiah about um, settling in a foreign land and doing good there and, and prospering. And that's what he talks about in, in 29 especially, but also in the passage that is here today in Jeremiah 2, he's talking about what it means um, to live in a foreign land and, and to do good there. Um, and there's another really strong theme there of how we're helping people from different nations and for us especially for those that are refugees uh, to settle in our communities and and to find a place to belong um, mm. and call home so um, often what can happen is that we uh, we we as British people can want to do good and welcome people and serve them and constantly give and give out again and again and again but we also need to find places for um, people who are arriving to contribute and to um, participate and to make their own mark on our societies as well. And um, I think that's something that, that Jeremiah can teach us a lot about um, in terms of helping new arrivals to, to play their part in our communities and not always um, be receiving, but also giving as well. Um, and, and I think our communities are hugely blessed when that happens too. Uh, yeah, it's that concept, isn't it, of, of that kind of radical hospitality, which isn't just uh, giving, but um, being willing to be changed by the other. You know, when you make that mm. space table, um, it's not just about your your own, um, you know, ways of doing things that you invite other people to join in with, but actually you're willing to adapt to what they bring to that table. Uh, it is quite a challenging passage as well, though, this Jeremiah passage, isn't it? Um, you know, you deceived me, O Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. Um, I'm ridiculed all day long. And I'm sure that for refugees, that might speak to them about their own experiences. Yes, absolutely. Yes, there, there are so many ways that you think, oh, that the people that were welcoming, they could teach us more about this passage from their experiences. Um, in in that just gives us new perspectives um, and new ways of looking at things. Yeah, 
And that, that makes me wonder about the question of who we invite uh, to speak. You know, who do we give a voice mm. to in the life of our churches? Do we only ever hear those um, kind of who have the positions of power and authority and influence? Or uh, do we enable all the voices to be heard? Well, so, yeah, certainly making me think about whose voices we hear in our local church here. Yeah, and there's so many different power dynamics at play there, isn't there? And, and different cultures as well. I think some of the things that we've learned at Welcome Churches is that from a British point of view, especially in our churches, we look for people who um, are, you know, showing initiative and stepping forward and uh, wanting to get involved themselves. And then those people are the ones that might be invited to preach or might be invited to lead prayers or something like that. Whereas people from different cultures, um, especially kind of Middle Eastern cultures and, and North African cultures, they might step back and wait to be invited into those roles. So you may not necessarily see the initiative until that's been invited by the leader. Um, and yeah, so you might be missing out on voices there um, when you're not giving people that invitation. Mm. Yeah, and that's um, that question of uh, working with different cultures and, and having, you know, truly multicultural churches, mm -hmm. learning about how uh, different people do things. And uh, yeah, as you say, inviting participation rather than <clears throat> waiting for initiative. And, and we, you know, as you were saying about the Jeremiah passage, it can perhaps say something to us about that, about what it means to be in community together. Yeah, definitely. And to have God at the centre of that, of course, in our churches is, it should be, it feels obvious, but that it can also go unsaid as well that, you know, this Jeremiah passage says, uh, challenges people about um, whether they're trying to do it with God or without God, um, you know, in the end of it, it says, talks about digging their own systems um, without God and, and the problems that that can bring and um, keeping keeping God at the center of our communities and our church communities as we learn all of these things together and learn what it means to live as strangers on earth um yeah yeah is of course central to it oh that's yeah thank you so much and and of course that passage we have ends with praising God um mm. so really yeah, as you say, keeping God at the centre of all things is really helpful. Um, did you want to have a think about any of the other um, passages? Uh, uh, well, we've looked at uh, the, well, just the Romans we haven't touched on yet. Did you want to touch on that or not? We don't always do all four passages in this uh, podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I no, I think we've probably covered most things in the other ones, maybe. Lovely. Um, and I always say, um, if there's any other things that somebody wanted to bring and not had the opportunity to say, or uh, just kind of uh, things that were particularly on your heart as you were preparing, they think, oh, I've not had an opportunity to say that. So is there anything else that you wanted to bring for us today uh, for our preachers as they're considering these passages? Um, there's so much that we can learn from people who are seeking refuge and there's so much in the Christian faith um, around welcoming welcoming people not just because Jesus says to welcome the stranger but because of some of the themes that we've we've talked about today and so many others in the Bible you know most pages you can see something of a story of migration um, and the story um of being strangers on earth and and living out as God's people in a strange land, um, which means that it should it should be so central 
to our churches to to have welcoming people seeking refuge as part of it and um, where we are in the UK today means that most communities can do that in some way uh, the communities that have seen new arrivals come in um, or it might they might be communities um, where they they haven't had that yet but you know it could happen really quickly you know we've we've heard stories of hotels opening up overnight around the country um and large groups of people seeking refuge suddenly arriving um or it could be that you engage with um another local group um and uh, especially as we come into summer for those of you in rural places uh, one of the things we we do at welcome churches is offer holidays uh, to people who are um, seeking refuge in the nice parts of the uk um, from other parts in the uk as well so uh, there's so many different creative ways that you can get involved um, and live this out um, proactively and intentionally um, to show to your wider community um, how important it is to welcome people seeking refuge. I think going back to the first the thir first thing we were talking about, about politics in, in the pulpit, and I was saying that's something that we're wrestling with at Welcome Churches constantly. And um, something that I was listening to last week that was saying that, you know, the more we say refugees are welcome, refugees are welcome, refugees are welcome, whilst we get people who go, yeah, we completely agree with that, that's absolutely right. We also increase the negative response to that question, that answer as well. And so for the people who who don't agree with that, it, we can make, you know, them bristle a bit and um, make that, can, can increase the anger and the fear as well. Um, and so how, how we speak about refugees and how we um, it needs to be more about normalizing um, those who are arriving and recognizing the commonalities that we have um, and the dignity that we share um, and the humanity um, rather than emphasizing the difference um, and the diversity because whilst we'll find the people who agree with us will all also increase the disagreement as well so it really isn't a an easy thing to engage with uh, and to engage with politically as well um, I think our churches have a huge role to play in trying to unite our communities um, which are so divided at the moment. Well that's a, a really wonderful place uh, to end uh, as we on this refugee week and consider uh, how our churches can engage with that and how particularly our preaching can engage with that. We want to uh, thank you, Emily Shepherd uh, from Welcome Churches for bringing all of your wisdom and your experience and your knowledge uh, with us. We really appreciate your time today. And you've given uh, all those listening uh, plenty of material to get their, their teeth into. I'm sure you'll have sparked lots of thoughts with them as they're preparing their sermon. So uh, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Thank you, Ali. Great to be here. Um, and thank everybody else who's been uh, with us as well, listening along. It's great to have you here. If you've enjoyed this episode of Politics in the Pulpit, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Uh, we have some online spaces for further engagement and uh, discussion about faith and politics on Twitter at uh, pulpit underscore politics or using the hashtag politics in the pulpit. And we also have a Facebook group that you can access through the page of the Joint Public Issues Facebook page. And of course, there's the website, that's jpit.uk, that's jpit.uk. And the question that we're leaving you with from this week's episode is, are we willing to take up the challenge of following Jesus to make our churches welcoming places for those seeking asylum?
Uh, so let's finish today's episode uh, with a blessing. May you be anointed with God's spirit as you bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives and help people to see the world truthfully and let the oppressed go free. Amen. Amen.